Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. All right, Susie, KT, are you ready for today's podcast? Yeah, Robert, of course we're ready. Because we are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm unstoppable, I'm a buzzer with no brakes, I'm invincible, yeah I wouldn't ever single gay, mine's so powerful, I don't need batteries to play, I'm so confident, yeah I'm unstoppable today. August 20th, 2023. Go. Go. Right. Go. I'm so surprised. Do they know why I'm saying go? I'm sure they do, KT. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Money podcast, as well as everybody smart enough to listen. Today, rather than Susie's school, because I switched things up, I did Susie's school on Thursday. Without me. Without her. But I wanted her here today because... A week ago, I said that I would do Susie's School today on inherited IRAs, on designated beneficiaries, should they be contingent, primary, and all these things, which is very, very complicated. You got that right, Susie. Right. So I asked KT to go through all the emails and look for questions that had anything to do with inherited IRAs, with primary beneficiaries, contingent beneficiaries, and questions that she herself on no level understood what they were asking. I got quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) But because this is a complicated answer to questions like this, again, just so you know, an inherited IRA is an IRA that somebody has died and they've left it to you and therefore you have inherited it. And the laws of how you withdraw money have totally changed over the years now. So you have to know what those rules are. So Ms. Travis, ask me your questions that you picked out. I have quite a few here. So I don't know if we're going to do rapid fire, but some of these are real doozies. I could not I couldn't even understand what it meant. That's why you chose them. Okay, first one's from Joy. I have an annuity in my IRA rollover that I'm not ready to annuitize until next year. So at that time, all of my income needs would be covered. I like that, Susie. I'm turning 73 next year, just like you. Thank you. So my question (laughs) is, will those annuitization payments of $500 a month count towards my RMDs. And then she says, I have 100000 in investments and 100000 in the annuity. Could you have picked a more complicated Wait, question this if one you is, tried? Susie, I got news for you and everyone listening. 
this one is easy compared to what's to come. So, so stay tuned. Don't no, you're, go anywhere. You're really going to stay tuned because that question I will answer next Sunday Why? on Susie School because KT, that is one of the more complicated questions to understand of any question you could possibly ask. So we now know what Susie School is going to be next Sunday. Uh, Next question. Up for that. (laughs) Next question is from Lily. My dad had an IRA. Sorry, it wasn't a Roth IRA. He didn't listen to your podcast, Susie. However, he named my mom as the primary beneficiary. Oh, this is sad. He and my mom recently both died in a car crash hit by a drunk driver. My dad did not name a contingent beneficiary. So, Susie, now what happens? There are three of us kids remaining, and we are heartbroken. So this is a real what-ifs of life from Lily, everybody. What what happens now, Susie? So, Lily, I'm so, first of all, so, so sorry for your loss. All right. And second of all, when there isn't a contingent beneficiary and the primary beneficiary has died along, in this case, with the owner of the retirement account, now what's going to happen is it will be dictated by your parents' wills or trusts. The sad part about that is normally a retirement account that names a beneficiary bypasses probate. It just automatically goes to you. When there is no beneficiary named or the beneficiary is no longer alive, it then has to go through probate designated by the wishes of the will. If for whatever reason they didn't have wills, then it goes into something called intestate succession where the rules of the state that they lived in will govern how that money is distributed and to whom. Normally, it would be to the spouse, possibly the spouse and the children. But in this case, it probably all will go to the three of you and you will divide it, but you are going to have to go through probate. Again, our total condolences to you and your family. Yeah. You know, when I read this one, Susie, it reminded me of you and me when we do the will and trust. And and just so that everyone that's listening knows, Susie goes through hoops when she does this trust, and we change it all the time. But she's always asking me, well, KT, what if something happened to this sister? And then what, you know, she goes through so many iterations of the questions, and now I get it. I mean, this is just so sad, the what ifs. Yeah. So next question is from Jeffrey. My mom left her 403B at work to my brother as a primary beneficiary and me as the contingent with verbal instructions. That's the problem with this one. Verbal instructions. It was to be split 50-50. She was concerned for my brother and I that we don't get along and we never did. So now my mom has died, and my brother said he legally does not have to give me any of the money. But, Susie, I was the contingent beneficiary, so how can he do that? Well, here's what you need to know, that as long 
as the primary beneficiary is alive and kicking, you can't do anything about it. So once somebody has died and the money now goes or the retirement account now goes down to the primary beneficiary, the contingent beneficiary is just stuck. It's over. You have no power in the situation whatsoever. What were you going to well, say? I have a question. The, the, my, my big red flag was she said, or he said, with verbal instructions, is there a way that you could write an instruction? Yeah, they, mom could have left mm-hmm. both brothers as primary beneficiaries oh. to be divided equally between them. So right. you can name two people sure. as a primary? Yeah. Right, but, but or you that. leave it to your trust where the trust has the two primary beneficiaries as the two of you. But once a death has happened and there's only one primary beneficiary, then a contingent beneficiary, it means squat Mm. in this situation. It only would have meant something if the brother had died, then mommy had died, then it would have gone to him. Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from Laura. My mom was the primary beneficiary of my granny's IRA. My granny died a while ago now, but my mom was too heartbroken to do anything with it. <sighs> I know. She felt, listen to this, she felt if she left it, her mom, meaning granny, would have been happy with her. My goodness. A month ago, my mom died very quickly after they found she had cancer. Now, who gets the money? So, so what just, do you do with that one? It's almost the same situation as what I just said. Your granny's IRA now becomes what's known as an inherited IRA with no beneficiary. And just like Lily's question, KT, it will now go according to granny's will and through probate. Again, if granny didn't have a will or they can't find the will because it's been a while now, then it will go through intestate succession according to the state that they live in as to where that money is to go. Let me just say something before you go on. It is essential, absolutely essential, that if somebody dies and they leave you an IRA, so therefore you or a 401k, whatever it is, and you have inherited it, you have to immediately take it over, set up an inherited account for yourselves, and follow the rules. Otherwise, you may find yourself in a situation like these people have found themselves. Go on, KT. How do you do that? What do you mean, how do you do that? Well, how do you do that? You set up an account at a brokerage firm or wherever you want it. You then roll it into it. It will be inherited. You will show the death certificates and everything of the person who left it to you. And you just set it up that way. All right. Next question is from Tasha. You better know how to set mine up. It has a whole lot of money in I it. I know. I'm, I'm thinking like... I knew I you know. were. I don't know how to do that. Well, KT, in our situation, I'm so sorry to say this, everybody, but... Barbara and everybody will take care of you. I've put in place people to make sure that Katie is okay. 
if something happens to me. The majority of people... I don't even know how to find Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so proud of that. Right? The, the, you know, I but, say, Susie, find us a movie. What do you want to see? Netflix. <laughs> That's it. Boop, 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 and there it is. <laughs> right. But the majority of people, KT, don't have that luxury. Yeah. So they really need to know see, how to do it. a lot of this is And the truth work, is, I got news for you. You should know how to do these things. Mm -hmm. You should never, KT, be dependent on anybody to do anything. I would figure it out. I mean, I feel very confident that I can do it, and I would figure it out. But a lot of these people are simply lost. Re listen to this one. Ready? This is from Tashi. Well, they're no different than you, my love. Really. I, yeah, and but I certainly, have help. Yeah, you what have you help. What you just said is I have help, but I'm sure if I didn't have help, oh. I would have confidence to do this, but it would be, you know, quite a struggle. First, I think it's it's hard because people are going through the heartbreak and the pain and the loss and that's what this is all about. So listen to this one. Oh, this is from Tashi. My daughter in her trust left all her assets, mainly in an IRA, to me to take care of her kids if something were to happen. Sadly, and this makes me so sad, Susie. It said, sadly, my daughter left this world before me. Oh, every mom's nightmare, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm taking care or of... Dad or dad or parents dad. or whoever, yes. And now I'm taking care of her kids, but I adore them and love that I can take care of them. However, money is tight. Most of the money was in the IRA. But when I called the brokerage firm... They said I was not the beneficiary of that Ugh, account. Don't tell me. I know this is the part there where Susie tells everyone, get your house in order and keep it updated. Ready, everyone? Who it leave turns it to? out the ex husband Ugh. is the beneficiary. And then, however, Susie, doesn't her trust override that beneficiary form? And then then Tashi goes on to say my daughter would be turning over in her grave knowing he got her money. It was not an amicable divorce. So now what? She can't do anything about mm -mm. it. So See, people, all of you, a lot of these that I'm yeah, reading. I'm, all, yeah, all of you need to know that a trust and a will does not override the designated beneficiary of an insurance policy, a retirement account, or even how you hold title to your house, everybody. You hold your house in joint tenancy with right of survivorship, but you think you're going to leave your half to whoever in your trust, uh, 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 it will absolutely go to the joint survivor, whoever else is on that title, if it's joint tenancy with right of survivorship. So I'm so, so sorry. But how does that happen? How does that happen? I'll tell you. A lot of times you forget that you even designated a beneficiary. You just think that you have an IRA and you just took care of everything and you did a trust or you did a will and you forgot that when you signed up for it, oh, you were married at the time, so you put your husband or your wife or your spouse's name down. And then here we go. You have no idea how many times I have heard this yeah. story. And there is absolutely forget to change nothing you can do 
about it. It's not just divorces, KT, it's death. Mm -hmm. You're in love with somebody, you're married, your spouse is the designated beneficiary, is the primary beneficiary. That person dies, and you just are in such a state, and you forget to add, now who do you want? Mm -hmm. Now where should it go? Which is why I always said it's really good to have your spouse as the primary beneficiary, but the contingent beneficiary should always be the trust in case mm. something happens, right? And as long as you keep your trust updated, so this person dies, you put somebody else in, but usually when you do a trust, you designate, as you just said a little bit ago, something happens to A, then it goes to B. If it goes, something happens to B, it goes to C. So you have all these contingencies so that if you forget to do something and change something, it's already there for you. However, if you do add a trust as your beneficiary, you have to make sure on a retirement account that it is a see-through trust. And the reason for that is you want to be able to see through the trust as to who the beneficiaries are going to be to see if they qualify to be an eligible designated beneficiary so that they can have certain benefits. If it's not a see-through trust, then they won't be entitled to something that maybe they are entitled to. So you best check with your attorney if you're going to leave your trust as a beneficiary of a retirement account that it is a see-through trust. However, let's say you don't know, you're a little bit confused, just follow these guidelines. Your spouse should always, always, always be your primary beneficiary. Your contingent beneficiary, if it's a see-through trust, can be a see-through trust. If you don't understand what that means or you don't know, then make your contingent beneficiaries named people, your sister, your son, whoever it may be, and not the trust. I can tell by the look at KT's face, I've just silenced her totally right now. Sorry, girlfriend. I just wanted to say that. Let's go on to the next question. Okay, next is from a Susie. Susie, I'm so confused. You said that for those people who died last year that were already taking their RMDs, that I did not have to take their RMDs for 2023. Correct. Do you understand that question? Yes, I do. I do not. When you died in 21, 22, right? You, the IRS was very, very confusing in their Secure Act regulations that they passed. So when you inherited an IRA with somebody who is already taking required minimum distributions, everybody thought that you had to continue to take the required minimum distribution that the person you inherited it from was already taking. However, that was not true if they died last year or the year before. They have postponed it because it's still so complicated. So if somebody died last year, for instance, in 2023 and this year, they didn't have to take 
the required minimum distributions that everybody thought they were going to have to take. Want to hear the rest of the question? All right. Says, Susie, did I hear that correctly for my friend's father said you were wrong and that I had to take it? He's a financial advisor at his own firm. So Mm -hmm. I took it. If he is wrong, can I put it back in the account? First of all, he is wrong. Tell him to look up. I think it's 2023-54. I think that's it the IRS regulation code, and he will find out that I am not wrong. I am absolutely correct. The sad part about it is, since you already took it from an inherited IRA, you cannot put it back. All right. Okay. You cannot put it back. No. All right. But she didn't have to take it. So now that she should, she can't go back into No, can't go back on this one, no. All right. Next question from Bristol. I took out my RMD this year, even though I was only 72. Now I realize it was a mistake. Can I put it back? Oh, so here's one, another one. So you put them, you picked them both because you wanted to know. I'm so confused about this 72, 73. Uh, All right. 2023. But here's how you, what you have to know is that, yes, what's her name? Bristol. Bristol, you can put it back in your case, not in the case before this. Which was Susie. Right. So Susie cannot but you can as long as you took the required minimum distribution before July 31st of this year. And you have until September 30th of this year to put it back as long as you were born in 1951. Now, KT, why are you looking at me like that? Who's going to remember and know all this information? Me, and that's why you have a podcast and a Susie notebook to write these things down. Now, I get they are confusing. I get you're like eligible designated beneficiary, a rollover with an RMD. You can put it back. You can't put it back. A stretch. You have to know these things. That's why I did the podcast that I did on Thursday. You have to get involved. You cannot say, oh my God, this is too complicated. I don't want to deal with this. My head is spinning. Your head better be spinning. And you better listen to this podcast over and over again until your head doesn't spin. Right? You can keep what, what? My head isn't attached anymore. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, Susie, but it's not easy. This is a complicated topic. I hope I picked questions that are going to help some of you out there. And if they don't, at least now when you're confused, you know where to go and get the answers. All right. Ask me one more. Okay, I have one more left. All right. This is from Jackie. Susie, just love your podcast. I know you can help me. And if you can, I'm going to call KT. (laughs) She didn't write that. Okay. Both myself and my brothers were the beneficiary of my dad's IRA. But my brother was killed in a plane crash years ago. Recently, my dad... All these deaths, KT. I know. Well, that's when people find out about all this 
inherit a business. Ready? Recently, my dad died, but both me and my brother are named as the beneficiaries per capita, whatever Mm. that means. Mm. However, all the money has been given to me. And now my brother's wife is saying that half legally should go to my deceased brother's kids. Is that true? Quizzy, that will be, this will be your pop-up quizzy. Can I answer it? Well, do you know the answer? No, I don't know the answer if it's true or not, but I think that it should. I think that it should because it the dad named both her and her brother as the beneficiary. The brother died. Dad forgot to make the changes. So she is the only surviving beneficiary. She got everything. But yeah, she should give some of that money to her so brother's legally, kids. So legally, you think it should go to... The brother's kids. No, no, no. I don't think that it's a legal thing. But I think that's morally, what mor- morally, morally is not what this person's asking. I think that if this is a pop quizzy, I'll say that legally she doesn't have to. All right. So, so legally, the beneficiary right. that's surviving gets the whole pot, the whole kid. All right. Caboodle. So listen to me closely now. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I was right. But notice how lethargic that ding, ding, ding was. Why? Because I'll tell you why. The mere fact that the father added the words per capita. Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. What What, does that mean? What that means is the father wanted, if one of them died, that the other one would get all of it. There are two ways, KT, Mm. to designate a beneficiary. And by the way, all of you on your retirement accounts... Sometimes now they're actually putting this there, and if not, you should write it in. But there are two ways to leave money to a beneficiary. One way is per capita. The other way is something called per stirpes. All right, now, what does that mean? Per stirpes simply means if you die before the person who left you something your share goes down to your kids and you can designate the percentages of who gets what. Per capita means if you and other people are named as beneficiaries and the owner of the retirement account or whatever it is dies, then your share goes to the remaining beneficiaries that were named. Do you want me to give you an example of that? No, I just want to note the dad wrote, Per capita. That she and her brother are named as beneficiaries per capita. That's so, right. So per capita means... So the means, brother dies, which means the sister gets everything. That's right. And that's what the father wanted. So whether morally she should give it to the kids of her brother or not is another question legally and according to what the father wanted, because he put those words in, hmm. that's not what the father wanted. So legally, legally, she doesn't have to give any of that money to Not those on kids. any level but because... morally, I think it's right that she does. Well, it depends. The father obviously didn't want that. Maybe he didn't want it to go to the wife. Uh, who knows what? But you have to kind of do what the father designated there, and therefore, right? It just mm. depends. Did the 
Did the brother get a big insurance policy? Who knows what happened there? But somehow the father wanted it to just go between them, not to anybody else. So that every- What if you don't designate a a stirpy or- a per, per capita. Then, then it can what? become very, very confusing. Well, no, then legally Then what legally, happens? she probably could go back and then you have lawsuits and all kinds of things happen. So all of you should designate on your 401ks, your IRAs, especially if you have multiple beneficiaries, you should designate whether they're per stirpes or per capita. There are many retirement accounts now that actually asks you to check which one do you want. And so you should know what, what they, they mean. mean. There you go. Mm-hmm. KT, are you ready? Yeah. We're going to go watch. Can't wait. All right. So this is really a tough one. Why? Well, who do we want to win? England. España. You want Spain to win? I do. Well, okay, then we're I've on I've been opposite. studying Spanish all summer long. And I really want to say, you know, bravo and and speak Spanish all day. All right. Well, you can do that if you want. But I personally want England to win just because I do, right? You want Spain to win. So we'll sit on the opposite sides of the room. But for all of you, you got to watch it. Oh, my God. It's just starting. It's starting right about now. And so we'll see what happens. But... Until Thursday, when we have another Ask KT and Susie Anything, there's only one thing that we want you to say every single day, and it is, Today, wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, joyful, and loving world. And if you do that, (laughs) what am I going to do with her? And if you do that... We promise you what? That England will win and you will be unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. See, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. I'm unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.